G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Chewing the Bat, where we delve into numerous sporting topics around Australia and also the globe. In this week's episode, we're going to give you greatest of all time, part three, so greatest teams of all time. My name's Jack, and I'm gladly once again joined by good mate, fellow sporting diehard, and colleague, Gus. Gus Bus, how you going? Good, thanks Jack. How are you? Yeah, good mate. Good. How's your week? Oh, it was great, thanks. How about good? yours? Yeah, good. Did you have a good weekend? Bit of a long weekend, got us with the late drop. <laughs> Public holiday on Monday, so we couldn't surely be expected to put something out then. Yeah, we've been a bit all over the place in the last couple of weeks, but we're going to blame it on public holidays. Um, Cricket. Birthdays. Birthdays, <laughs> social events. Well, you have a public holiday Monday. Tuesday, you need to recover from the public holiday, so you certainly can't be expected to be putting out a podcast then. No, of course. This is that first opportunity. <laughs> So we're back. Essentially. <laughs> we're back. And it feels weirdly like a long time. It does feel like it's been ages. Yeah. Has it been? Well, we did highlights, highlights of the week drop on Friday, so it hasn't really been that long. I think we recorded that kind of early in the week. Yeah. I, I, but it might have been a full week since we last spoke. I think you're right. Smart surprise to listener, but we don't talk <laughs> yeah, outside yeah. of the podcast. No, we just come in here talking. We're, like, we're like Mythbusters. We hate, <laughs> we hate each other in real life. You know that about the Mythbusters? No, but I... They're not friends. Oh, oh, really? Uh, the mustache one and Adam. Yeah, they don't hang out? They, didn't, they had a bit of tension. That sounds like a myth itself. Oh. No, that's, that's plausible. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's red hot. And mm. um, thanks, producer Frey, for once again helping us put this podca- podcast together, mate. Um, how are you doing? Good. Thanks. <laughs> that's good. All right. Abrupt. Um, before we rip Abrupt, in... Abrupt but high energy. Yeah, we're pretty high energy. We've just had our coffee for the day, so bring it on. Bring it on. Um, before we rip into some sport, once again, we want to thank our podcast sponsor, Kial Organic Beef. They are 100% certified organic beef and pork, straight from their local farm and delivered straight to your door or workplace. Or wherever you are. Wherever you are, wherever, wherever. you want to be. It's catching. <laughs> it is catching. Tim repeated that slogan the other night. <laughs> Did he actually? TC. Yeah. He literally said that word for word. <laughs> wherever you are, wherever you want to be, they'll deliver it to and you. And we fully made it up for them. Oh, God, I wish one day. That's free marketing. Yeah. Well, I guess not really. I think Jason reached out to us, or in particular, Matty Frey, to help um, redesign their website. So, Matt, you want to sneak that one in? I'll sneak it in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect opportunity. Uh, <laughs> copyrighted under chewing the bat at the bottom, too. Oh, no. Smart. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Gala Organic. Um, all right, so. Last week, we, we, we're going to give you Sport of the Week in a moment, um, but in the last, it's been a while, but the trilogy, Goats, greatest of all time. You've had a bit of a microphone miss up there, mate. I've pulled my stand out of the table. <laughs> Didn't think it was possible. Just, just too eager, it out. too eager to get the microphone Thank to the mouth and he's ended up ripping the microphone out. I'm going to stop touching it, <laughs> yeah. as I always say. Hands free. <laughs> Hands free. Hands um, where you can see him. So, we've had Goats part one. Blankets up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, hands where you can see. Goats part one, where we, I think we talked uh, largely from memory about a bit of tennis, basketball, golf, some Olympics, and then we gave everyone else Goats part two with boxing. The Birdman. The Birdman. Valentino Rossi. Cricket. Cricket. Um, pretty, much, pretty much the, yeah, the, don, the rest that we missed. I think we've covered it off. We did cover it off, but however, there was one more that we want to Mentioned. Oh, we didn't cover it off. Yeah, we didn't. It was a hard, hard task, mate. It's a bloody hard task. Um, this one um, comes from producer Frey, and it's a bit of a shout because the stats from this guy are just ridiculous. Being Canadian, obviously, Matthew loves this one. But um, I'm Australian. Or from Canada. Born here. Born in Newcastle, mate. Oh, Novocastrian. He's a Novocastrian. <laughs> That's why he loves the Pong so much. <laughs> <laughs> Not just because he's a smoke show. That's why everyone loves the Pong. Um, so we missed Wayne Gretzky. God. God. Oh, <laughs> so I'm not hugely across ice hockey. Neither, but I definitely, I know the name, or I know sort of vaguely about Wayne Gretzky, and I know nothing about the NHL, which probably implies that he's transcending the sport. He's a bit of a goat, yeah. I guess. Is that a vibe goat? 
I think a bit, but I think it's. I think I know about him just based on resume. Yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah, his well, his resume is unbelievable. Go through it. So he holds the record for most career regular season goals, assists, points, and hat tricks. Still, that's outrageous. <laughs> yeah. So goals eight hundred ninety four, assists just sub two thousand, points, which I'm guessing is which is the combination of those two, and hat tricks with fifty hat tricks. And so he, he's still, still got all those stats, and he retired in 1999. And no one's, co- no one's no covered one's... him up. That's a, that's a long <laughs> yeah, that's amount a, to hold a record. That is Because every sport moves forward. If you hold one for like five years, it's a good effort. Yeah. And every, every sport's moving forward at like a quicker and quicker pace too. So. Although that's like Kareem has a scoring record in the NBA still. Oh, true. I think what, and that's Kobe been, came close. He retired in what, the late 80s? Was it 100 and something? The Kobe's away. No, no, no. Kareem's scoring record. That's like 33,000 or something. Oh, what about Points. a single game? Oh, that's Wilt scored 100. Oh, that's Wilt. Yep. Okay. Kobe scored 81. Anyway, um, I actually have a hockey question because we're talking about hockey assists. Producer Frey might be able to answer this. I don't think you will. I'll give it a crack though. <laughs> In other sports, we use the term hockey assist to mean two passes away. Yep. Does that mean in hockey you get an assist if you're two passes away? So two people can get an assist? Or is it just, for some reason, a term that's come up from hockey? <laughs> Stumped him. <laughs> you know? I don't usually... That's a good question. Because can two people get an assist on one goal? Surely not. Doesn't make much sense, doesn't does it? Doesn't make much sense, but it does in the context of the saying. Yeah. Because that's, that's how we use it. A hockey assist, yeah. Pass to the pass. Well, it happens very quickly, though. So maybe they do. Bing, bing. Yeah. You can't have you can't have two bang, bang. assists per goal. Can you? Yeah. When a player scores a goal, an assist shall be credited to the player or players taking part in the play immediately oh, preceding assist. the there goal. There you go. So should Benji Marshall be given all these assists now? Hockey assists. Hockey assists. Benji assisted himself a couple times in the <laughs> he weekend. Did, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Put someone through the hole and got it back. <laughs> yeah, one two. <laughs> Good question. So anyway, that, yeah. There you go. That's what I'm here for. Hockey assists. But only one person gets credit for the goal. That's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. In case you're wondering, yeah. like a hockey goal. <laughs> All right, so yeah, the, Wayne. The, the last person who passes also gets the goal and the assist. The person who does the hockey assist only gets the assist, and the person who scores the goal only gets the goal. Mm-hmm. You want to be middle of the chain. You get both. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's how it should be. <laughs> and we're talking ice hockey, not field hockey. Yeah, and Just throwing that out. I think Gretzky as well. He's also a fair bit, a bit of a vibe goat. So I think. From colleagues, he's got fan votes, player votes, coach votes, and considered the greatest of all time by the NHL themselves. Just so, unanimous. Yeah. So, that is pretty vibey if you can be unanimous. Yeah. So, Wayne Gretzky, good on you. A couple of Stanley Cups under his belt as well. Yeah, that helps. That does help. It does help. I know a team sport is, you know, it can be hard to get those, but I think basically we don't consider people who yeah. haven't got a championship. Usually. Um, usually. Because you sort of want to think that they're good enough to have influenced a team enough, even if it's a team sport, to get that championship or premiership. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Stanley himself would be impressed. <laughs> okay. Is a Stanley Cup named after someone? Yeah, that makes Sir sense, I suppose. Frederick <laughs> like, like pretty much all of them. <laughs> he was like some lord. Lord Stanley. Lord uh, Stanley. Yeah, Frederick Arthur Stanley. Sir. Sir. Sir Stanley. Hmm. Lord Stanley, is that a pub? The Lord Stanley? Well, in Australia. I don't know, it's just ringing a bell for me. It does sound familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. It might have even been the Governor General. Ooh. <laughs> Back check me. Anyway. I won't. All right. That's your Wait, job. Boys, before, before we forget Sport of the Week. Oh, smart. <laughs> let's, it's good from you. Yeah, yeah, let's, Someone's alert. Let, let's get in. So, I've got a super interesting one this week. I know that last time you gave us an absolute pus one with <laughs> with hop hopping. What a hater! <laughs> you don't often hear stuff described as pus. <laughs> no. That's outrageous. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was funny. If Cannon hopping is pus, you're not going to be happy with my this one this <laughs> That's week. What I'm excited. No. I'm, I've been I, I've been excited about this one for for a fortnight now. I teased it as more bit more bit silly. Yeah. All right. We'll finish on yours. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you mine first. All right, bold. Mine is the national sport of Switzerland. Cannon hopping. 
Oh, that's Sweden. That's Swedish, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to all the Swedes. Um, it's called Farmer's Golf, but also Hornison. <laughs> Hornison. Uh-huh. Yeah, is the Swedish word for it. Um, so essentially, it's two teams, right? There's one guy teeing off, like in like in baseball or softball, right? Or golf. And instead of a golf stick, he's using he's using like a whip-like contraption that's like a like a metal whip that flexes, and on the end of it is like a cork or a really hard, yeah, firm cork. And his goal is to swing around like um, what's that sport in the Olympics? Like the discus. hammer throw. The hammer throw. Swing around. Swing this. I'm showing you a photo here. Mm-hmm. Swing this your own big, research at big, home. Swing this big whip-like thing around. And there's a team of people out in the field trying to stop the, the ball from hitting the ground. So essentially, he's got to try and hit it as far as he can. Yeah. On the bounce. Hits the turf. Is it a golf ball? No, it's like a, it's like a rubber puck at the end oh. of this like metal swing-like contraption. Oh, so it's held in the... Yeah, the rubber puck stationary. Yeah, the rubber puck stationary, and you hit it with this... hit it. With this whip. It kind of ramps. It's ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. And there's... Both teams are out in the field with planks of wood that they're holding up to try and stop the puck from going further. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Oh, so they're just trying to block it. They're trying to block it, yeah. Do you get them out if you catch it? You can't catch... There's no catching involved. Oh, you're just stopping it going further. Because yeah, it's furthest exactly. hit so wins. You, you score points, yeah. Furthest hit to hit the turf. Once it hits the turf, then you in, the turf. within the um, proximity of the field, you score points. We used to play a game like that in tennis. What is it? Jail? Jailbreak? <laughs> well, just hit it as far as you can. You had to hit it in, to, but get to the ground. Oh, without getting caught out. You could get caught out. It's a game you play with young kids. I would say very similar. Similar-ish concept-ish, yeah. Hmm. Have a look. There's a couple of videos. Sounds interesting. YouTube. I like that. Red that's Bull. a good find. Yeah, Red Bull do a video on it, and that's credit to producer Frey. Is it? <laughs> Thanks, producer Frey. That was a good find. I don't know Hornison, how you found that one. Farmers golf. The national doesn't sound much like golf. I must say, mm-hmm. it's much more just like t-ball. I think it translates something like hornet hit. I think uh, it's a very much a, um, a quite a medieval sport. Um, it does sound like something yeah. they started doing when they had limited. Um, Supplies. I think so. But anyway, ha- check it out. There's some footage on YouTube. Hornison. Do your own research. <laughs> I will. I'll look that one up. Check it out. Start a league. You do you. Oh, it sounds like something that. you could get going at the park. I don't know, man. The, the amount of equipment necessary for this is just crazy. Nah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> you could approximate it just with like a hockey stick. Yeah, you could. I think I'd just stick to normal golf. Although you but... don't... It's hard to get a hockey... Stick. Do they play in field hockey? You play with a ball, right? Yeah, it's a ball. Yep. It's a circular ball. Right? It's hard to get it in the air. I find. Oh yeah. You wouldn't be getting it that high up. So that's the problem. You've got to really get under it. Mm. Tough sport. Tough sport. Field yeah. hockey. Underrated. <laughs> <laughs> Underrated. <laughs> All right. What have you got for us? Mine is probably below tier C this week. Could be tier E. <laughs> Just skip tier D. Yeah, I, did, yeah I, didn't, I didn't forget about the alphabet. I just skipped D. Well, last week you brought us Hopning. Cannon Hopning. Cannon, cannon Hopning, mm. which was definitely a tier D. This could be tier E. Okay. However, it does have something called the World Championships, oh. which is a criteria I always look for. Well, that, you could put that up. To, if it's got a World Champs, surely tier D at least. I think the World Champs is essentially done at a primary school. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. But it's called the World Champs. <laughs> can I guess what it is? Nah. Yeah, you can guess. You won't get it. No, nah, okay, go. No, on. guess. Is it like fake ho- like horse jumping and stuff? No. Okay. That's a fair guess given that we're coming off cannon hopping. Yeah. But no, it's not that at all. All right, what is it? It is worm charming. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> all right, what? Is it? Come on. So, comes to me courtesy of my sister. <laughs> Once again, I haven't done my own homework. You've really strung from a, come from a st- strong decline after Busser Ball. That was a great strong one. Strong decline. <laughs> That's tough. Mm, anyway, yeah. it is it's a three-person team. So we could actually worm charm in this room. You need the charmer, the catcher, 
<laughs> yeah. And the counter. That's an easy job. Yeah. If we were playing, which would which role would we all take? If we were weren't oh, charming. I'm, I'm charmer. <laughs> Without hesitation. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. I got quick fingers. I reckon I could catch a worm. I reckon you could, but I'm not very good at counting. I need to know how to yeah, play the game. This is the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you how to play the game. So it's a three three by three meter zone of turf marked out. You get a five minute warm up period, and it's how many worms you can catch in a certain set amount of time. But you can't break the turf. You can't dig them out. Oh, what real worms? Yeah, real worms. <laughs> you can't break the turf and just dig them out. Yeah. And I'll just quickly note. No worms are harmed. You have to return them to the ground at the end of the competition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can't break the turf. You have to wiggle a pitchfork in the ground and hit the handle with a bit of metal. And apparently the vibration makes Sounds them think like it's rain. rain. Yeah. And they come to the surface. I think I invented this in so, primary school. <laughs> so essentially you just have to grab as many worms as you can in a certain period of time? Mm, I couldn't find the amount of time. I think it'd be an hour if I had to guess. An but hour? The, well, because the world record was set in June 2009 by then 10-year-old Sophie Smith, who charmed 567 worms during Britain's World Worm Charming 567? Championship. 567? It must be like an hour. Oh, to get 567 that's worms. half a day, surely. Maybe it's a full day. <laughs> Just so Stamina event, perhaps. Is the charmer the one that hits the stake into the ground, or is the one that collects it? Collects I think the, the charmer is hitting and vibrating. I and think then there's the, also I a think catcher. the catcher is grabbing the worms. If they, I guess you have to spot them. And then there's a counter. <laughs> yeah. Is the counter on the same team? Yeah. Exactly. That's a bit dodgy, isn't it? That's true. You could falsify the worm <laughs> count a bit, couldn't you? <laughs> Maybe it's just a sportsmanship thing. That's how they do it. It must be. Pretty easy job, <laughs> yeah. though. Well, tough for me because I struggle with counting, but... So what's it called again? Worm charming. Worm charming. <laughs> do your own research. <laughs> I have a video. I won't... I mean, it's audio medium. <laughs> we might post but it. But I'll send it to you later. All right. We might post it on Instagram as well. So, Could be. All right. Worm charming. Interesting. Good one, mm. mate. Thank you. You were skeptical. <laughs> yeah, I was very skeptical. Is that a game or a sport? That's competitive worm charming. There you go. That's a sport. <laughs> I bite my tongue. Here we go. Jake was telling He did some worm charming the other day. Can't remember where. Not as a sport. Not as a competitive in a competitive environment. Not a competitive. Not competitive environment. He was he was sandworming. You ever seen people on the beach oh, do that? Oh yeah. Like yeah. they, but they go for more of a dragging fish along the like sand. Like a bait con- Similar concept. Mm, yeah. To tempt the sandworms up. Well, I don't know why he was doing that, but surely, he said he didn't get any worms. Surely we can start a um sandworm charming competition. Yeah. <laughs> Just go out to Redcliffe or something. Yeah. Get in the Morton Bay. On yeah, definitely. I reckon we can do that. Anyway, we definitely could. We'll note it down as long uh, alongside our Guinness World Record. Let's find out how long the time period is for worm charming and beat five sixty seven. Where are you going to find that many worms? You need a bit of fertile land, don't yeah. you? How got a north arm could be north arm. Yeah, Childers is very fertile if land. We plant the worms. I reckon Childers, you'd be a good shot for a worm. If we plant the worms, that's oh, not illegal. Like two days in advance, <laughs> you just dip them all out. All right. Let's Hope move. Still in a bunch. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, so, goats, goading teams, um, goading teams, <laughs> goading new teams. Term. Yeah, new term. The trilogy. So we're going to wrap it up with the greatest teams of all time, or the what greatest sport. Sorry, worm charming is a thirty-minute period. What? Five hundred and sixty-seven worms. <laughs> no way. <laughs> what? Nah, that's outrageous. <laughs> That's the swiftest worm. I'm tra- grab. I'm challenging that. That's eighteen worms a minute. Nineteen worms a minute. Oh, I guess that's possible. One that's every three seconds. One every three seconds. How many worms been- are there? That's a lot of worms in, the- in three by three meters. No, that's a lot of worms. I think there'd be more worms in the UK. I need to see it. I don't believe it. I'll watch, watch the whole thing. I need to see the footage. <laughs> Sorry. Continue your goes. Okay. Um, we're going to be ripping into the greatest sporting teams of all time. Um. Domestically and pretty much just across the globe, and try and compare them at the end, like we did with our individual athletes. The impossible task, the impossible challenge. It's a little uh, bit. It's probably a bit easy. I think it's a one. bit because I think we were struggling to quantify like because individual achievements in a team sport. Exactly, because a lot of our individual goats were within a team. Mm. So tough one to do. But now we're just working off the team. So 
purely not purely but stat based. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically one. it's like championships, premierships, win streaks. Yeah, so very stat based. A lot, vibe yeah, a lot of comes e- easily into it a bit, comparable. I guess. A bit of vibe, yeah. Anyway, um, so we're gonna start local or domestic, fairly local, domestic, and across the Tasman, Trans Tasman. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this team would probably be in everyone's top ten across the world. Top five. Top five. Top three. In the. Oh, who knows? Maybe. We'll come to that yeah, later. We'll come to- the New Zealand All Blacks. Yeah. Um, so they've been pretty dominant pretty much since the early 1900s, I believe. Since then, I think they post a 80, higher than an 80% winning record. It's pretty outrageous. Across the span of 100 years. That's super outrageous. <laughs> Their win streaks are pretty crazy. They've won 47 games in a row at home. Is that still going? Do you know? I think it. Oh, I think it might still be going. Yeah. I'm not sure. Producer Frey, pull that up. <laughs> it's your job. No, I only, I only, for those listening, I only said that because I saw him start typing. <laughs> I wouldn't ask that of him if he was like, just cool. sitting that's, peacefully. That yeah. would be rude. That anyway, be. they also have uh, gone 23 unbeaten tests uh, just everywhere. Unbeaten there must have been tests. a draw in there because I've said, it specifically says unbeaten. Jeez, that's pretty good. And there's also a few World Cups in there as well. So That's almost a weak spot, though. I feel like they haven't... Like, coming into the 2010s, having only won one World Cup, they would have been a bit disappointed with that. I think so, too. I th- who's beaten them? South Africa? Yeah, Australia? South Africa in 95. Isn't there only about, like, a handful of teams that have beaten them? Or South Africa in 91. Have you watched... Um, what's that movie? Invictus? I haven't, actually. Really good. Yeah. It's really good. Is it the All Blacks team? Obviously. No, it's about South Africa. It's about South oh, Africa. Oh, the South Africa. Oh, right. Because it's about Nelson Mandela, Mandela being released from prison and yeah. becoming president. And one of the things that he sort of, people were like a bit confused by it. They thought he was oddly focused on the Springboks. Right. But he wanted to unify the country about something. And he used the Springboks to do and that. They, and it was, it was in South Africa, the World Cup. Yeah. And they ended up winning. Jeez, what a man. Mm. I'll have a watch. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. I can't remember what it's on. Netflix, I think. I think I've got pretty much all streaming services yeah, at this it. point. <laughs> you'll find it. Thanks to Danny. Yeah. Danny Boy. <laughs> Danny Boy. Um, and Maddie Frey. Thanks. Producer Frey, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you just you lifted the lid. You just peeled up his balaclava and identified him. <laughs> as if he's rattled. As if no one's noticed by now. We introduce him to people in person as Producer Frey so that Certainly, the face is getting around. That's true, and a lot of people are happy to also put a yeah put a face to the name. I should write a book. Secrets. On what <laughs> secrets behind the veil? Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I anyway, was... so yeah, not too many. England, probably England, Australia, South Africa would have beaten them in a World Cup, I would guess. Have Wales come close? Wales have made the semi final in twenty eleven, but their captain got a red card in the preceding match, so they ended up losing. He had a, I think it was a red card against France in the early minutes, and he got suspended for the following game. They scrapped out that win, but he was suspended. It was Sam Warburton yep. at flanker, which is obviously a important. Big role, yeah. And um, they they got they got bundled out. I think it was by New Zealand actually. Oh bugger! Good knowledge. That's it's big sport in Wales. Yeah, I know. That's why I asked the question. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the All Blacks obviously super dominant, and probably um will be. In years to come. I'm well, the thing they is, they've they got a really good system there, I think. That's the thing. It's one of those teams that they've gone through generations of players and, and they just still, remain dominant. Yeah. So. Like, at the time, like in 2011, you would have thought, oh, when we lose Dan Carter and Richie McCaw, Brad Thorne. They're going to be a bit vulnerable, but. All those blokes, and they all just filter through, and now you're back in. I think it comes down to one of those, like, big culture thing so in obviously in New Zealand like playing rugby you just play rugby that's just the thing it's just that's just what you do mm. you go to school you play rugby and then you study in that order we might have to ask the big Ched oh true he went to, <laughs> when did he move to Stanthorpe when he was like 10 yeah I think his brother's over in New Zealand at the moment is he yeah so he might yeah what's he up to I don't know probably playing rugby <laughs> that's all they do <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what I've heard yeah, we'll we'll have to ask big big Ched that one, but mm. um, but yeah, the cult. I think it comes down to culture and 
They just love it. There's so much it. importance placed on it. You'd think you'd get tired. Like, for example, you'd think you'd get tired of beating the Wallabies and the Bledisloe. At some point, you'd think you'd go. Oh, you surely not. This is too easy. But they <laughs> don't. They just love it. They really care. And if they ever lose a game to Australia, they're like, oh, jeez. Well, they're one of those teams where exactly, if they lose any type of game, everyone's talking about it. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's, big news. That's, that's big news. Um, also, in big news, moving on from rugby, a little bit more local, the Australian women's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it is local, mate. That's no, just funny. Relevant. It is more local yeah. than New Zealand, Australia. <laughs> That's where we are. That's where we are. The Australian women's ODI team. So we have mentioned them in the last couple as well. It's recent. Yeah, very recent. So I think they're still holding. I believe it's not out. It's unbeaten. Unbeaten. 24 ODI match win streak. Crazy. Unbelievable. That's, that would stretch over many, many years. I, I actually don't have it in front of me, but... And that's, I would presume that's three or four years. Yeah, and that's also going up against obviously England's. Um, I think South African, the South African women have a fit. Indi- India. Yep. Um, so strong cricketing nations too. As well. New Zealand. Yeah, so unbelievable effort. So twenty. Yeah, they, they in a row. did it against New Zealand most recently, didn't they? That's when they broke the record. What's your tip? How far they'll get? Yeah. Well, the World Cup's coming up. Is it next year? Yeah, twenty twenty-two. And there'd be about what five or six games in that. Yeah, and then how many? I don't know if they have. I don't know what their schedule is in terms of series before the World Cup. I think they're going to get thirty. I think they're actually dry because didn't they? I think they might have lost the previous World Cup. I think they're really driven by the thought of winning this World Cup. Right. I believe that's a massive goal within the team. I mean, obviously it always is, but I think it sort of amplifies if you happen to have lost one previously. You know. Oh, for sure. That's in the back of your head as you're playing. Especially if it's some of the similar players. Like Meg Lanning would have been there. Elise Perry. It's like six or Alyssa seven. Healy. Yeah. They all, this core of the team probably would have been there. and they, they They're probably still hurting a bit. They would be. So yeah. I think, I sort of want to tip them to get to 30. 30 plus and win the World Cup. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Although I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't, with my loss before the finals theory, I wouldn't mind if they lost one <laughs> before they go just, into the World Cup. Just for World Cup hopes. Maybe even in the group stage, just to switch them on. Yeah, I'd agree with it. Nah, keep it going. <laughs> keep it going. You're playing well. Keep it rolling. Change your mind halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the um women's team, and also on the men's side of things too, they've also hosted a fair few unbelievable results. Also, they're record holders in the test game. So Australia. Look Australia, at us. Yeah. Look at us go. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Uh, the Australian men's test cricket team. Um, how many matches did they win in a row? 16. 16 in a row. I was just looking it up. They actually did it twice. If you look at the ICC um, records page, yep. Australia's up there top two times from like 99 to 01. 16 in a row. And that's... And I think 05 to that 08. That is tough to do over a test match format too. Yeah, it is. Is that, Are there any draws in there, reckon, or not? Or is, it, is a draw void? Would you void that? I think it's wins. I think it's specifically wins, but right. I might be making a mistake because I, I, I did do my homework. I wanted to look it up because I thought about that. And I know the second streak includes when they clean swept England. So this is between That's 05, five Ashes wins. 05 and 08. But also 99 to 01. I think it's been done twice by Australia. Oh, right. The next best is the Windies have 11 in a row. That's a fair bit off. I know it's interesting to look at the next one, isn't yeah. it? Because that's a that's a fair gap. Yeah, and that would that's a really dominant team, like Windy's in the eighties or something or nineties. That's probably a, that, that's a fiery team. Yeah. yeah, but they're still a long way off. That's a full five test series off being whitewashed, and that's that's going back a bit too. Twenty years nearly. So yeah, it hasn't been knocked off. Yep. Some of these we'll, we'll probably get to them. Some of the other sports are exceedingly dominant teams in previous eras and you start to wonder whether I mean by 99 2000 there should there was stiff competition oh, for you sure. can't play 16 test matches without playing really good teams like India or England or South Africa in there no it's not like you're the only established cricketing nation no there's, there's teams that, so that's yeah that's pretty impressive 16 in a row it's crazy you just get that. yourself up for it that how many 16 times 5 not a math podcast jeez so many days of cricket 
to get yourself up for. Because five in, five days of cricket, in a, like we said previously, if we go for a net session for probably not even an hour. Yeah. Wrecked. 45 minutes, maybe. Bloody exhausted. Max. And sick of it. <laughs> yeah. Imagine spending a full day out in the middle. Just I don't understand. And then thinking, oh, tomorrow as well. They just love it. Must do. <laughs> they, you'd hope so. I guess you get a lot of time in the sheds as well with boys just hanging yeah, around. Team, team vibe. Like even when we were out at LMS the other day, like it was a couple, few hours, but boys on the sidelines. Yeah, it was quick. It was good atmos. So imagine just having some match. chatter. Yeah. So although I'd be nervous if I was, I if I was a batsman like middle order, I'd be so nervous waiting to, to come in because you don't know how long you're going to be sitting there yeah, waiting. I'd, I'd struggle gotta, with that. You have that. to be ready to come in for like a day and a half sometimes. Yeah, I'd struggle with that. Yeah. Like, what if you're coming into lunch and you're two wickets away? Do you have a massive lunch? Yeah, or you, or you smacked put- a big Guzman burrito or something. I don't know if I had Guzman <laughs> back Probably in what the- they get. <laughs> I just kind of be like, what if I have to bat in 10 minutes? Yeah. I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd struggle with that. Tough one. Anyway, 16 in a row. Pretty unbelievable. And twice. So, so there you go. Australia is the best cricketing nation. Stats don't lie. <laughs> they don't. They don't here. India's um, going to come at us for that. So, are they? If we have an Indian audience, they yeah. would. <laughs> I don't know if we do. I don't know if we yeah, do. Yeah, I know so. we're not at the top of the test rankings, Matthew. That's current. It's current. We're not talking current. <laughs> Over time. Over time. Um, also, staying. let's stay domestic for now. Um, I want to also mention a couple of our rugby or rugby league, rugby leg in particular. Rugby leg. And I think this goes in the same context as New Zealand in terms of having a really good system. Mm. Uh, the Melbourne Storm. Would you agree? Yes. So over the, I'd say, last 10 to 12 years, they've been a finals team pretty much every year. I don't think they've 15, missed... 17 years, 18 yeah, years. I don't think they've missed a finals. Well, they haven't missed a finals under Bellamy. I wouldn't have thought so. And he started in, what, 04? Yeah. So that's another, another one with... Unbelievable, unbelievable system. They did help. It did help them that they had a ridiculous amount of talented players. Yeah, well, for like 15 of those years, they had Cam Smith, Billy Slater, and Cooper Cronk. Then that helps. Cooper dropped off, then Billy dropped off, and then Cam just dropped off. But for, this is the first year without Cam. So I guess it's that we're really testing it now. Yeah. Because you're missing your sort of central figure. But they look really good. They look good, mate. And, and all of their key positions are new players. Well, Munster, I guess. Well, Munster's even pretty new himself. Like, he came in late into that run. Yeah, he's slowly transitioning into more of like a senior player now, though, I think. Yeah. And he's looking good with it. He is it. a connection to that big three era, though. Yeah. But, like, Jerome Hughes, Pappenhausen, Brandon Smith, Harry Grant, these are all key players, and they all come through fairly recently. What's the secret? Is it the coach? Is it the players? Or is it... Maybe. Bellamy's meant to only have a year left, I think, on his contract. Well, he and he said he might... I think he might take up like a... Broncos? Oh, why would you? <laughs> I think he does want to move to Southeast Queensland, though. I think he... They pay him good money, mate. He was like the fitness person or whatever at the Bronx in the 90s. Yeah. So I think his, uh, his children grew up or went through high school in Brisbane. So I think his sort of his... His family. Family is based here. So he he has grandkids and stuff, right? So I think he wants to move to Southeast Queensland. I don't think he wants to coach necessarily. Why wouldn't you? Bloody gorgeous up here. Why wouldn't you? He's like sixty. <laughs> yeah. Come up and enjoy. Had the Twin Waters. Oh, he got a taste for it. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Gee, this is nice. Um. So yeah, I think the Melbourne Storm definitely deserve a shout domestic, yeah, that, domestically must, at least. Even with great players, you know, like yeah. Look at I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. Like, say Newcastle when they had Joey. Yep. They weren't successful all the time. They did pick up a couple of premierships, but there they were, were still years on where they, they struggled. Yeah. Like you can have great players or the Cowboys. Exactly. Cowboys had to work so hard to get a premiership with JT. With JT it's working. not like they were automatically a top four side every year. No, you still got to work. But the Storm get these other players, role players or bench players or just slightly less known style level players to just perform out of their skin. And supposedly it's because Bellamy gives them a very clear role and the things that they target are all effort-based. So uh, Exactly. So it's very, I think it's very simplified footy. If you do, like if you, as long as you do your best, basically, you can't get in trouble. <laughs> no. But if you don't achieve your goal, 
they're only effort goals. So you have to be so accountable. So if you get asked in film that week, why didn't you do your, why didn't you hit your goal? Yeah. It's not like, oh, I went for a grubber and it just didn't come off. It's an effort thing. <laughs> so you have to look everyone in the face and go, I just, I just jogged. Yeah. I don't know. I just jogged. <laughs> I didn't, I just didn't go for it. And it leaves everyone accountable. And that's why they're such a good, such a good team. Yeah, I guess so. Um, what have you got? What you, spray? Yeah. I had to throw a spanner. In the works. In the works, that is. Um, just, I, 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 just, to, I just hate to throw a spanner. <laughs> at Jack? I can't find stats from earlier than 1998. Uh, that's the unified NRL. Yeah. Yep. Um, since then, Roosters are actually sitting top of the pack mm. for Premiership, Runner-Up, and Minor Prems. However... There's that little discrepancy from 2006 to 2009 mm. where all the scores for Storm were withheld. Yeah. I'd... That's a couple of prems right there. That's right. Seven and I nine. Had, I heard talk that they were trying to like give them back a few weeks ago. I, th- I think they... I sort of think they should. I think it's, on, I think it's still ongoing, like the well, trial. Like yeah. The club got punished in that the year that they got caught out they lost all their points and they had to play for nothing. Which they still did quite well. I think without that, they would have been top four. Yeah. And that's, to to have the motivation to play and be good enough for top four when you're playing for nothing is pretty impressive. Yeah. But it's kind of harsh to strip away the premierships off. Like, the players still had to play the games. They still went through preseason. They still put their bodies on the line, you know. They're still putting in the hard yards. It's not their job to manage the cap. It feels a bit harsh to take the prems away from them. It should have, it should, yeah, it definitely should have been a financial. Like punish the club, the club somehow as an entity. Not the players who know nothing about it. Like they just got told and they go, what? What's going on? Too many boats. Too many, Too many boats. boats. <laughs> Damn. Wearing, a, wearing your YBS shirts as well. Yeah. <laughs> a phrase you would never hear on YBS. No. Too many boats. That's, that's not, there's nothing. You just don't say it. You just don't hear about um, it. All right, let's. That's true. But the Roosters are a bit different. They're, the Roosters historically. I know it's a salary cap sport. They definitely have a lot of money, though, the Roosters yeah, as a def- club. There are still rich clubs. Yeah. They've had sort of different eras. Like, Freddie came in. Yep. That was a successful era. They dropped off for a little bit. Then they sort of came roaring back, but they couldn't quite get over the line. And then they rebuilt with this kind of like... And then Robbo's come in, and they've just gone to a sort of new, new level. A, a different level. We've got the best player in the world, plus... Unbelievable halves. And the, the youngsters that they've poached coming through. Well, it like, sort of feels like a system again because whoever comes through just turns into this really good player. Yeah. That's a bit like the Storm. Very similar to the Storm. And I feel as though for comes, a young fella coming through, it's one of those clubs you just want to play for. It, you're going to get developed really well. You're going to develop really well. So I think a key crossover there has got to be the coach, right? 100%. The coach is really important. That's a key theme we're seeing. Well, that's... That's a big decision for players moving from club to club is who they're going to be playing for. Yeah. Although I guess I take that a step further because the All Blacks have different coaches. So is it the culture that's created? Mostly that comes down to a coach, but in special instances that can be because of something outside of a coach, i.e. in New Zealand, just pure passion for the game. I, I definitely, yeah, I think, well, New Zealand's a bit different because they've, they've come from, you know, they, the rugby there started Early so entrenched. Yeah, it's just entrenched in their culture. And they've happened to, their coaches, who are obviously entrenched in the game, have happened to do an unbelievable, unbelievable job at maintaining that culture. Keeping that, the standard. And the passion. So, a bit of both. A bit of both. I think for Melbourne, it's more of the coach. Mm. Yeah, because when did Melbourne come into the NRL? Were they early 95? days? 95? Yeah, and they're not, 96, and they're 97. Not a, they actually did win a Prem in the 90s before Bellamy arrived. And they're, and they're, playing, out of, and they're playing out of an AFL-based state. So Yeah, they had to be successful. Yeah. Because no one would no have jumped choice. on board otherwise. No choice. But they did win a Prem early. They had a couple of sort of middling years, and then Bellamy came in and they went to a whole new level. Yeah, if, I, I definitely think that if Melbourne were a bottom eight side, they, they wouldn't be in the competition still. Wouldn't have stuck. No. It'd be like when um, the Gold Coast Seagulls were a thing. <laughs> the Gold Coast Seagulls. Name. Shout out. Do you prefer the Seagulls or the Titans? I actually like the Seagulls. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like the Dolphins in Rancliffe. Well, Seagulls, they're just, they're more, they're like an annoying character. Hmm. The Titans are a bit annoying. 
Um, all right, let's let's move overseas with our. Should we grand- do over under before we do? Yeah, go. It's for a good it. stopping point. <laughs> and then we'll do some overseas quickly. All right. Why not? Okay, let's do it. What have I you mean, got? Otherwise, when? <laughs> when are we doing over under? If not you- now, when? What have you got for us? Me first. Yep. Do you want strongest first or weakest first? <laughs> strongest. <laughs> I'm hoping. I was hoping that they'd all be strong. But... I can never guarantee they'll all be strong. <laughs> okay. I sit there brainstorming, oh, what would be fun to ask Jack about? What would producer Frey <laughs> yeah. think of that? And I always get two goodies, and then the third, I'm like, oh, whatever. You know what? I won't tell you what I think is the strongest. I'll do them all. <laughs> okay. You tell me what you liked at I'm the end. I'm excited. Give it to me. First one, boche, <laughs> as Rob Dog might call it. <laughs> well, for, th- th- for those listening who are what Rob Dog would call stupid Anglos. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Bocce. Bocce. Patonk. It's underrated, Bulls. mate. It's one of the best back because it's a very simple backyard game. But it's so simple. But it's one of the one of the best going around, I, I think. Underrated. Well and truly. I think so too. Yeah. Producer Frey. And I think it's underrated. it's one of those games where it'll stick. Like I have a feeling like your Finskers and your Cubs and that, they might lose a bit of traction. I could see that. You know? So it's almost too much. A little bit too much going on. It's that yeah. new flashy, here's a game with heaps of rules. Yeah, and, and bocce, simple, gets to the end of the night, you don't have to think too much still. Just ripping bocces. <laughs> I was literally thinking, I was just at home yesterday and I was like, gee, I wouldn't mind a game of bocce. <laughs> yeah, it's cr- underrated. It's under my skin. It's one of the biggest underrated ones we've had. Mm. I'm glad. That's your strongest. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. In tennis. Yep. Backhand slice as an attacking weapon in the, in the modern game. Underrated. 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 Right? Yeah. We don't see it that often these days. Chips. Like, obviously chips. Mm. Occasionally, you see a backhand slice rally. Yeah. But I'm talking backhand slice down the line. Follow it in. Fading away. Follow it in. Yeah. We, d- we definitely don't see it enough. Um, I even like the slice option, the slice short option to draw your yes. opponent in. Okay. You know, you know how Fedzi gets that when he gets on the stretch from that backhand? He hits that nice angle slice out it's short not a drop shot it's not a drop it's halfway between a droppy and a deep slice angling away get some angle on it just fading hugely beneficial that's a tough shot that's a real that's one of the toughest shots for your opponent oh to, to hit back yeah to get back 100, to that 100% yeah. you gotta get up to it get down to it and stay down it's definitely um, you're in an awkward position the problem is the way that these like these boys and girls are hitting at the moment with this speed and heaviness it's tough to get a grasp on a slice sometimes you know who's That's doing it true. really well, though? Who? Britt, Dan Evans. Really? Yeah, he loves to slice. He probably slices about 50% of his backies. Wow. Yeah. Fedzy, 2007. Yeah. And eight? <laughs> just 2007, he just started slicing. <laughs> That's niche from you guys. Yeah, so... Niche knowledge. Just stopped hitting backhands, didn't need to. I like that. Definitely underrated. I want to see more. Yeah, me too. Mm. Okay. Camp chairs. <laughs> Just which one though? Because I guess they're all underrated. Underrated, all of them. <laughs> How good are they? Oh, they're good. They're so good. They're good. Producer Frey doesn't look as convinced. I just, I just haven't met anyone that's gone. Oh, God. Camp chairs. So you know, how, how's just this? Rated. How, just, it's just a chair. How's this for a camp chair story? I've probably told you about this, but <laughs> pretty sure I was with. Anyway, I think I was with Jobbins. Um. Went to BCF to buy camp chairs. Mm-hmm. Trying to pick up, you know, just one to have around the house. Standard. Standard. <laughs> just for furniture. Yeah. <laughs> Bachelor doesn't really lifestyle. Fit the, doesn't really fit the aesthetic of the house, but I'll just whack a camp chair in. Just we actually to... do the podcast from three <laughs> yeah. camp chairs. Man, I wish. They're so comfy. Anyway, I went to BCF, right, to get these camp chairs. They're usually around about, you know, 70, 80, 100 bucks each, depending on what you want. You want the recline. I just got a $10 or... one from Kmart. Beautiful. That'll break in about two days, but... <laughs> Blow out. Anyway, so I've bought one. So singly, they they were sixty nine dollars. All right. Yeah. And they had a deal on two of the same chairs for sixty dollars. <laughs> That's outrageous. <laughs> That's not how deals work. No. <laughs> that should be usually it's like the price of one. So purely Plus from that, a little chunk. Purely from that story alone, camp chairs are underrated, my friend. That's, that's such a deal. Yeah, and I got to the. I got you to say, the, why would you buy one? I bought. Well, I bought. Yeah, exactly. You're saving money. <laughs> Save money for buying more. 
Outrageous. With the item I wanted too, so. How no. are they though? Comfy? Oh, fantastic. Are they ones with a little esky on the side? Esky on the side, cup holder on the left. <sighs> we sat in, we saw one on the weekend someone had with a rod holder. <laughs> At the front, between the legs. Yeah. <laughs> cup holder on the side, yeah. esky on the other side, that's, rod holder in the middle. That's fantastic. That's beach. That is beach. So yeah, um, underrated with the camp chair. I think so too, just because I genuinely really love sitting in them. I take your point, producer Frey, like no one's against them. I think we could just be more hype about them. Agreed. Mm. They're very versatile. Bloody oath. Yeah. Well, I, I always get jealous when I go to an event and I've either brought, either, you know, scabbed a chair from the balcony or haven't brought one. I know. And your mates brought this lush camp chair. Camp chair. It's like, wow. Jesus, well Look played. at you. Nice yeah. chair. Must be nice. Must be very nice. <laughs> All right. Um, I've got a couple. Or a few. <laughs> Are you proud of them? Um, no. No, no. I like it. I reckon. <laughs> what do you mean am I proud of well, them? Well, do you want me to whip mine out first and then? No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll give Gus you. <laughs> if you want to. Yeah, settle down. Um, my first one is long sleeve shirts in sport. What sport? Yeah, what sport? Tennis? I'm going to go Footy? tennis. Overrated. Tennis. Overrated in tennis. I'm not actually a fan. Is there a sport where it's underrated, though? Long Soccer. Sleeves. Oh, it's getting pretty cold. Mm. Or footy. Oh, you remember that one bloke in the storm used to wear long sleeves? Oh, like the skin sleeves. Yeah. That was weird. Who was that? Can't remember his name. <laughs> anyway... Bit of a niche one. Overrated. Overrated. For some reason, I'm not a huge fan. All right. This one goes back to one that I... It's on my mind. Um, it's, not, it's not sporting related at all. <laughs> but we've put... We've, it's an extension. So, Crocs, right? But wearing Crocs in public. <laughs> you want to test it further. <laughs> yeah. um, underrated. No one does it. No one does it, so it's underrated. I guess you stand out like... It shows bravery. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I think I have a theory that you have a much better day if you deliberately wear something that looks a bit kooky. Like if you wear socks and sandals, you're already on the back foot. So people just sort of... People will be kind to you. They're like, what a weird bloke. Yeah, but respect. And you, you, just, you, you don't have to worry anymore. You're like, oh, what if my shirt looks a bit funny? It's like, I'm wearing socks and sandals. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I can wear whatever I I'm want. I'm wearing Crocs. <laughs> Nothing matters. <laughs> no. So you just have a good day. So underrated? Try it out. Underrated? Underrated. Okay. And my last one, Paul Gallon's boxing career. <laughs> this is a tough one. You it put, is a tough one because it's getting me, better and better. You've put me in a pinch here. <laughs> um, in, you know, geez. coming off a recent win too against... Um, Big Daddy. Yeah. Big Daddy didn't look that... He didn't look in shape at all. But that's the thing, though. Like, Gallon's fighting. He's obviously, like, a pretty good boxer, but he's fighting ex-boxers, footy players that are having a crack, mm. and ex-UFC players, like, yeah, UFC it's, it's, fighters. It's weird because he's, like, Gallon himself is coming up on 40, so he's fighting, like, both of like, 42. And it's just, like, he's in this... And he's training full-time for it, and these guys are... Cashing checks. Yeah. What you need to do though. It's like the same with the wave of new, like you know, what's the like Jake and Logan Paul. And oh yeah, they're, oh, they're not like in terms of don't get me introducing started. themselves. Into, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> well, if they're introducing themselves into the fights, they're choosing people they know that they've got a shot against. They're training well and they're cashing checks mm. on it. They're well, just doing it right. Well, for that's what careers. Gallon said. He was straight up. Yeah. He straight up. Gallon said, "You know, I'm doing this for the money." Yeah, you know, I'm training for the money. He's fighting a good fighter. He's like, what's he gonna do? Come out broken. So, is it under or overrated his boxing career? Is it toughy? It really stings. I guess I have to say underrated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who would have thought? Just because <laughs> you can't, you know, you know, he said he's doing it for the money and he's working hard. How can you begrudge him that? That's true. Well, you begrudge him because he just talks some. Horrible chat. I he think. does talk horrible chat. Yeah, I do. I do get a bit frustrated by him. Oh, but I wanted to say overrated, but, but he backs it up. If he had lost those fights, then maybe that's the thing. He's coming out in shape, so it's like, what are you going to do about it? I know he's not fighting the best bloke. I'm not saying it should be. We should call him a world champion, but he's doing his best. He's do he's working hard. So, so underrated. 
very begrudgingly. Okay, I think producer Frey's got one for us to deliberate on. So, yep. What is it, mate? Overrated or underrated? Buying signed memorabilia from sport for exorbitant amounts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're talking ten grand for you know a baseball that someone threw in a match. I'll tell you what. Um, TC has one of the signed, like limited edition posters signed by Smudge about his Ashes comeback. Meg got it for him for a present. Wow. Yeah. You paid 10 grand for that. I don't, I think it was cheaper <laughs> if I had to guess. And we know where he lives. TC. Yeah. Well, he's too it. far away though. Yeah. He's up north. No one days. wants to get out to the pine. No. Well played. He's hidden it. <laughs> you reckon it's tactical? <laughs> yeah, it's hiding his treasures. <laughs> Smart. I don't know. Um, when I was a kid, I would have said underrated. I was really into like trying to get stuff signed. Stuff. I think it depends how much. Of, yeah, I think it depends how much of a diehard fan you are of someone or something or a team. So, for me, uh, like I'd pay good money to get a signed photo of the 2010 Dragons Premiership winning team. <laughs> pay a lot of money for that. A lot of money for that. <laughs> Fair enough. I would say rated. Well rated. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Some of the money thrown around at these things at the moment, overrated. Yep. That's fair for them. Yeah, for the amount of money, that's fair. Yep. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> he always prompts conversation. <laughs> Even when he whips it out. <laughs> Especially. Especially. That's big conversation. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> let's, let's move on because we've still got a fair few um, greatest of all time sporting teams to get through. Um, we're going to go overseas now. So we smashed through our domestic and New Zealand teams. Trickled well, through. Trickled we didn't through. necessarily smash. I'm looking at the time. <laughs> we did trickle through. Let's get a bit of a move on here, boys. But um, let's get a worm charm wiggle on. <laughs> Slow. Thirty minutes. <laughs> All right. So one of the probably one of the uh, most successful sporting teams. All of them. Most of them coming out of America. The New England Patriots. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on pronunciation with you. (laughs) (laughs) Get get started. I want to know. Patriots. What what do do I mispronounce? The New England Patriots. Sure. (laughs) Is that better? I don't Um, know. I've just never heard Patriots. I won't lie to you. Ah, Fair enough. You know what? My bad. It is patriotism. So a bit more like that. Yeah. But I think you are more of a patriot than a patriot. Well, it's an O, isn't it? It is an O. To be fair, you might be cr- you might be technically correct. It's like the Boston Celtics. Technically, that should probably be Celtics. No one says that. Though. No one says that. Yeah. I'm still. I'm getting with- off. I'm getting <laughs> off track. I digress. So I'm. I'm not hugely across the NFL. I do watch it. I do dabble in the Super Bowl, <laughs> as I've mentioned. Um, but this team was pretty much held together by Tom Brady. Would you say? I think that's fair. How many how many Super Bowls did they end up winning? Oh, we've I've done I've got this wrong before. Is it six with the Patriots? I think you're right. We said and he seven. got his seventh. Yeah, seventh with the Bucks. Yes, yeah, that sounds about right. But uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, I would say. Yeah, with and then of, there's a lot of supporting cast of really good players, but that's definitely the main two. Well, you alluded to this before as having a bit of a uh, Bellamy. Bellamy Smith. Um, Smith vibe. It's like Gronkowski is maybe like Slater. Yeah. Yep. Like you sort of have you have really good players around them, but they're sort of no one's there for the whole time. And like then, the coach and the central figure. And they're there to make you also look better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's that's yeah, very and very a little bit comparisons. Yeah. San Antonio Spurs, Popovich and Duncan. Well, that's another good shout. And like Ginobili and Parker were there, but not for and. David Robinson at the end, but it's it's really it's Duncan and Popovich. So then, would you say a successful team like the Patriots? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what and, what and, league and, do they play in? <laughs> the MFL. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you say that these teams, you know, you got your Patriots, Storm, Spurs, you probably chuck the All Blacks in there. Are they reliant on an unbelievable coach and an, an, a star player? Is that why they're so successful? I suppose so. I mean, I guess the All Blacks... Yeah, the All Blacks have had generations of star players. Yeah. Well, like Dan Carter retired and you just transition into... I'm blanking on their names, but 
they transition into new players. That's true. Well, let's put the All Blacks aside when we think of these teams that probably haven't had a 60-plus year run. Mm. I think, if you would agree, it comes down to the coach, how they manage the team, yeah, and what star player they can build around. Yeah, I do agree. Like, yeah. you need that building. You still... You need that star power in the team, but the rest of it around that comes from the coach. Yeah, and your star player, as they get older um, and more veteran-like in their, in their years, they also be, have a more of a coaching role that's in, the, true. in the team. Yeah, that's true. So I think the Patriots, alongside Melbourne Storm, have done... That's why they're successful. Yeah. So, Culture is built up. Yeah, so with the Patriots, we also see in the NBA... There's a couple unbelievable achievements in the NBA. One of them, one of the most popular being the Chicago Bulls. Yep. Double three, Pete. It's pretty impressive. It is. Yeah, it's very <laughs> impressive. It's very impressive. And That's this, why MJ's up there. And this is another one that might rank in that same category with um, MJ and Phil, and, Jackson. And Phil Jackson with, you know, you could say Pippen being your Slater or your Gronk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just keeps building just, this theory. Yeah, it's a bit of a trend here. And then the third one is either Kronk or Munster. It's Rodman. <laughs> yeah. or it's, it's Rodman Munster vibe. Or, yeah. Similar. <laughs> Similar Very. bloke. Imagine Munster would love that, I reckon. What? That comparison? Yeah. I think he would Don't too. I think he'd mind that. Bit rough, you know. Bit, <laughs> bit, of, a, bit of a scallywag. <laughs> yeah. oh, what a word. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Chicago Bulls. So, two. Three peats. Um, hmm. But before that, the Celtics of the 50s and 60s went, oh, geez, I'd have to, something outrageous. I mean, Bill Russell won 11 championships. Which, I don't, so, know, I don't know if you'll ever see that again. 57, then 59 through 65, possibly 66. I've done a typo. And yep. 68 and 69. That's pretty dominant. Yeah. But it's one of those, it's a bit like the Dragons through the 50s and 60s. It's a bit hard to tell. In the NRL. Yes. Yeah. Because it's pre... It's a little bit semi-professional. Yeah. A lot of bit semi-professional. It is. There's still plays there. There's still, yeah. there's still teams there that Definitely. can compete. They're still at the forefront of the sport. Yeah. But it's one of those ones you sort of... People sort of look down on it a bit, I think. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, st- sticking with basketball, there's one I also want to highlight that I hadn't heard of since last week and doing a bit of research is the UCL, UCLA basketball team oh, yeah? under John Wooden. Um, in John's 27 seasons as coach, they never suffered a losing season. So as you alluded to before, I think that's a 0.5, uh, 0.5 I think it would be a higher. Yeah, yeah. More wins than losses. Exactly. Um, and had an unbelievable winning streak of 88 games in a row during their <laughs> 72 outrageous. and 74 seasons. 88, 88 in a row. That's pretty outrageous. When was Kareem there? Oh, was that Bill Walton, 72-74? That was, yes, yes. That'd be Bill Walton. Yeah, yeah. Look at me. I think Kareem as well. No? no. Was it, that's too late. He was... He would have been in the NBA. He would have been in I Milwaukee th- by then. Yeah, maybe. I think I think uh, at the start of John's career, Kareem was in the team. Yeah, he did go to UCL, UCLA. Yeah, so. He went by a different name. Oh. oh, yeah, it was Lou Alcindor. And I do have to... I need to bring this up again. John Wooden has... He has an unbelievable nickname. I think yeah. It's called like, he's called like the Westwood Wizard. <laughs> That's outrageous. It's on the Westwood Wizard. Yeah, it's on Wikipedia, producer Frey, if you want to check that out. That's unbelievable. Wizard of Westwood and also the Indiana Rubber Man. Whoa! <laughs> oh, damn. The Indiana Rubber Man. <laughs> Westwood Wizard. Don't mind if I do. Yeah. He, they haven't, there's an, isn't, the, is it the Wooden Player of the Year? Yeah. College but, Basketball Player of the na- Year? Named after John Wooden. Yep. That's, so, that's a good. That's a hint. That's, if you that get it's an, pretty impressive. Yeah, if you get named, if you get an awards named after you, that's one of those ones that's really impressive too because it's been done. Like you're getting maximum four years out of players. Like you have to have turnover. If you can be successful for 27 years when you have that much turnover, that's Jesus. crazy. Also, I don't, I don't have any of the stats in front of me, but UConn, the women's program, has been phenomenally successful in the NCAA. Similar vibe under one coach who I'm. Blanking on the name of, I believe, yeah, they've had heaps like a few stars come through. Like I yep. think Diana Taurasi went to UConn. Yep. But they've just been winning for twenty years. So that's another years. team. I don't have the stat in front of me though. It must be just another team with an unbelievable system, good culture. It's a really, she's a really good coach. I've forgotten. Yeah. I'm blanking on her name. Well, that's 
That's what draws draws players in too. So yeah, definitely. You start recruiting, and it's like, why wouldn't you go to that successful place? You got players lining up to get there. So what? Have you, what are you smirking about, just afraid? <laughs> I'm just enjoying. <laughs> okay. It's, it's All right. phenomenal. Just the weird stats that Gus can just. He's good. Whip out of nowhere. He's good. Must be a sportsman. Well, yeah. Well, a lot of talk of whipping out this episode. <laughs> Shrugs. Yeah, where does that come from? <laughs> he likes it too. <laughs> but don't mind if I do. Just three blokes in a room. We need to take this guy's mic off. I'm going to transition to... Um, a bit too silly. Liverpool. Yeah, so this is also worth a shout. I'm not too far across uh, the EPL. But so they were particular. So they they only won the English Premier League. Called that as of last year, because they hadn't won a first division since I think 1990, and the Premier League was started in 1992. So right. before that, it was just the English. It was the first division, which they dominated. The Premier League is essentially just the first division. Like yep. there's still relegation and promotion. Yeah, it's just monetized a bit more. Yep. But yes, they dominate. So when you look at the stretch, they were winners of the English first division. In 75, 76, 76, 77, 78, 79, 79, 80, 81, 82, 82, 83, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90. That's 10 out of 15 years. Jeez. That's a long stretch. <laughs> and in that, they won two FA Cups and four European Cups mm. in, that, in that 15-year period. And who's your team? Family at Liverpool. There you go. That's unbelievable stretch. Dad. That's an unbelievable stretch. Yeah, I know. Not so dominant at the moment. Are they? Uh, Are they nah. Doing? Well, they won the Premier League last year and they won the Champions League the year before that. And they won the Champions League in 05. But what, what was the competition like back then? Like, is that... Strong. Right, still so, strong. so that's, that's still... That's, that's professional at that time. Right, so that's... Well, that's another... By the 70s and 80s. Well, that criteria alone is like, if you go back th- that early... You're in a period where sport is not professional yet or trying to transition to be professional. So having those stats and records, it's a bit questionable. But if in the Premier, what do you call it? First division. First division. If you're getting teams there... That there are, was less money, but it, it was professional. Right. It so, wasn't the staggering... Well, that makes, it, that makes it more impressive. Yeah. With, you know, the increased competition still. So And to do it, like, four European Cups is pretty crazy too because that's competing against the best in Europe. The best of the best. Which is basically the best in the world. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's like when the NBA champs name themselves the best in the world. World champs. World champs. <laughs> it's fair. Kind of is fair because no one else really plays that much. <laughs> the, the, the NBL. The, what, is it, what are we here? NBL. NBL. They should start. Let's have a like Cairns Taipans verse. <laughs> they should start the name, naming themselves series. the world champs. <laughs> we should get a postseason. Just Taipans Lakers. Best of seven. I reckon so. That'd be dope. The boys would love to come over here. Little holiday. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that pretty much. I'm, I'm sure we've missed obviously a lot of really good sporting teams, but that's all we've listed today. It's um, a lot of sport in the world in the history. Yeah. Lucifer wants you to talk about the dragon. Well, you don't have to remind me to do that. But um, <laughs> so it, this is another one where it was before NRL became professional. And whether you want to count it, it or not. It was just the New South Wales Rugby League too. So the Broncos yeah. weren't there to get wins. There was no Queen. No. <laughs> just the Knights. So during the 60s, 50s, 60s, <laughs> no. 70s. The Knights didn't exist yet. I think it, was, it was Sydney teams. It was just, it was purely Sydney. You could get, yeah. you could get selected to the Australian team from the Newcastle competition. Yep. Not having but there play- was no Newcastle in that yep. yeah. New South Wales Rugby League. So the Dragons. I know. So yeah, but it was dominated by like Souths, Dragons. Roosters in, the 60s, Roosters in the 60s with Jack Gibson and Big Artie. Wests or Balmain. Is that right? Uh, Balmain. Wests did all right with yeah. Tommy in the 80s, I think, yeah. but I don't think they won. Newtown Jets. That's it, yeah. Um, um, yeah, the Dragons. I think they, were, they had a run of 10 or 11 premierships out of 12 going through the, Something outrageous. Yeah, the 60s and 70s. When did Mike play in the Rezies? Jeez, that's a good question. That would have been... How old is Mike? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> that would have been in the late 60s. Oh, jeez. Early 70s. Any other era he breaks through. <laughs> yeah, that's unlucky. That's unlucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what, I think that's what... Probably had, should... like, Gaznier in his way in the centres. I think he played... He, he knew Gaz Senior. Oh. So, that's a bit of a shout. He was... 
Um, but yeah, anyway, worth a shout. The Dragons in the 60s, 70s, you probably wouldn't compare them to today's just due to the professional. Yeah, it's a bit like that 50s, 60s Boston Celtics team, isn't it? That's true. It's hard to tell. It's like, it's unprecedented dominance, but would be would winning three in a row be similar now? I think so. It's just tough to do these days. Mm. So, having listed all these teams, so domestically over New Zealand and also in America, which one stands out to you the most? Tough. It is a toughie. Because for me, the All Blacks, if you look at it across a certain lifespan, mm. it's got to be the All Blacks in terms of their winning percentage, their dominance over the last 100 years. Just re- um, with different players coming through. Different players. And they've had different players and they've cycled that probably, what, like 10 times, oh, you know, nearly 10 times yeah. now. Like, it's not like the Bulls were Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Yeah. Like, they had a great run, but it's, you know, or like the Celtics in the 60s were Bill Russell and John Havlicek. Yeah. You know, but they're just, the All Blacks just rotating through. You never know. It could be the women's ODI team. They're not done yet. If they get to 30. <laughs> yeah, that's being and yeah, with a with a World Cup too, thirty with a culmination of a World Cup. Gee, they're up there. Yeah, they'd be. They'd be well. <laughs> yeah. They might actually. But they're they're pending. They're not out still, so we we have to revisit them. We might have to deliver on this. Time. This is a tough one. I would say for me, looking at culture, dominance, um, previous coaches, star players, the All Blacks are very hard to surpass. Mm. I think that's fair. I don't know if I can go past them with anyone. Because they're all... The rest of them are stretches where they've had a really good coach or really good players. The All Blacks, nothing comes close to it. I think I'm going to have to agree. All right. Lock it in. Lock it in, Eddie. Producer Frey. Yeah, the All Blacks. Maybe on par with Mr. and Mrs. Smith with the world worm charming. (laughs) (laughs) Sophie Smith is the goat of worm charming. She is the goat. But yeah, How all black beat that. Five sixty-seven. No chance. Oh, that's really tough. I don't think there's that many worms in our. Wait, Walmart. was it five sixty-seven? Yeah, I think yeah. something like that. It was so five six seven. Did they make that up? This is where I'm a bit skeptical. That's of the suspicious. Counter. It's on Guinness five World six Record. seven. Mm. Come on. <laughs> it's on the Guinness World Records page. Ah, oh, that's that's too good. I'm sure we can find a video of it. Definitely. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're gonna lock in. New Zealand, the New Zealand All Blacks as our greatest sporting team of all time, of which we talked about today. If you're listening, towards the back, something? Yeah, if you're listening and you have your greatest sporting team of all time, send them in. We'll have a look, probably mention it next week. Well, right. I, I don't know what we're going to talk about. So, <laughs> Actually, I'm getting my wisdom teeth out on Tuesday. So, oh, A high podcast. You might have to go to a producer role. Potentially. Don't know how to do it. <laughs> We'll see. Um, so, yeah, congratulations, <laughs> New Zealand All Blacks. <laughs> <laughs> Their best accolade, yeah. Their best accolade. Ever. I love that. Um, that's pretty much it. So, stay tuned for next week. We also want to mention and remind everyone that on the 30th of May, we're going to be going south, not north, south to Carrara on the Gold Coast to KDV Sports Centre to do a podcast on their charity sporting event called the Living Charity Cup. So keen for that. Stay tuned. Once again, thanks, Gus, for joining me and having a yarn about sport. Thanks for having me. And thank you, Producer Frey, for putting this podcast together. Thanks for whipping it out. <laughs> and, and also thanks again to our podcast sponsor. You can check out their website on our linked tree link in our Instagram page. And That's impressive. Look yeah. You. Producer Frey, make sure you put that one in. <laughs> Wow, pressure on. (laughs) Yes. And boys, we'll see you next week. See you then. Can't wait. Bye.